Welcome, friend, to another episode of The Kingdom Within. I'll tell you, I woke up this morning, I was thinking out there, and uh, it's funny, last night I was feeling as though, well, doing this coronavirus, I'm on there talking to people, and since I spend so much time with the Holy Spirit, I get to thinking about everything with Him, and we just work things out, and Sometimes, though, when we work these things out, I I don't know sometimes where to go with it. And Running support groups, I try to listen to other people, but I'm a talker, and I'll tell you, if you haven't noticed that by now, sometimes I struggle with whether I talk too much or whether I do it right. And, well, I'll tell you what, out there in that meditation, I'll tell you that meditation in the morning is just the most important thing. Because this morning I was out there and I was thinking, and well, the Holy Spirit showed me the truth, and that is that I'm right and I'm wrong. That I'm wrong if I talk too much, but I'm right because everything that I am talking about, well, I'll tell you, it's about trying to help other people and I don't always get it right, but I'm always right because I'm trying to do things to lift their spirits up, and I, I have been trying to make sure that I point out everybody's good points at the moment because right now everybody's feeling kind of down. So that's the struggle about this thing with the kingdom is that I'm right when I'm wrong and I'm wrong when I'm right, and I just see it really doesn't matter anymore. All I've got to do is keep going because... When I woke up, just as always, when I, at first I might start thinking, you know, these thoughts, these worldly things that that don't make any sense to me anymore. And, well, just sitting there talking to the Holy Spirit, he just reminded me exactly what it is I'm supposed to be doing and where it is I'm supposed to be going. And I'm not talking about tomorrow. I'm just talking about today. Because, you know, what, what is, I talk about this is this being this wilderness. The truth is this just might be my new life, and I might just never turn to do anything different. I might be teaching the love of Christ and never do anything. That's just the way it is. But what I know is that it's really not what we're doing. It's what we're being, and then what we're being turns into what we're doing. And since I've started being this, I've just noticed my doing is going all the right directions, even though it's going nowhere at all. I tell you, that's what this Holy Spirit shows me. It shows me that I really don't know anything, and I don't know when I'm right, and I don't know when I'm wrong. The only thing I know is that the one thing I want in my life more than anything is God's will. This is what I've noticed. He does these amazing things in my life. And I just never realized he's going to do it. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm at this place where, I, you know, I've, like I said, going through the ringer with things. And here I am. I'm just loving my life. These people that I meet that are struggling right now are just a blessing to me. And I just met someone else that kind of has a thing like me and hasn't experienced something like mine. And but. I'm glad that I've got mine because I'm just where I am and I'm just happy with it. And, you know, if I get to looking at that old world for a second, I'll start feeling pain. And that's kind of why I was out there this morning again, because I'll tell you, I kind of almost took out a glimpse of that world and seen the pain. 
Because, friend, I see the same thing you do. I see people hurt, and I just know that when I'm doing the right thing and I'm trying to help people, I'll tell you what. I was in the support group last night, and, and you know, I don't bring up names or what groups or any of that because I don't want to narrow anybody down. But there's this girl on there going through, you know, she's on there, too, and that means she's been going through it. I have no idea what she was going through. She seems, you know, she kind of an inspiration to me like all my peers. Well, she's somehow volunteered, got a hold of some volunteer thing, and she's at home sewing masks for people so that she can give them to this organization so that she can help with this coronavirus. So here she is, locked in her house, just being an angel. And that's the kind of stuff I get out of this. I just get to see other people just doing what it is they're doing, and it's just an amazing thing. This this thing called life, I'll tell you what, because that's the truth. The, what the Holy Spirit showed me is that when I talk about this wilderness and about I want you to join me out here farming in these fields and put your hand to the plow, I'm not really concerned about the end because, like I told you, I know my father really well, and well, there just ain't no fear to be had. Unless I step away from this thought, then I start getting all excited like everybody else and thinking something could be wrong. But I just know my father too well because I know that son of his, that Jesus, was just all that in a bag of chips. And I'll tell you what, friend, he's just, I don't, what I look to do now is I just look to be like him. It's not that I have to do this perfect. But the truth of the matter is, I just don't see anyone else to be like in this world that I'd want to be like more than him, other than the other people that I've met that were doing what he did, whether they were Christian or not. I, that That isn't what I see in people. See, I don't see wh- why they're doing it. I just see the doing. And that becomes kind of my light and my way. So I'll tell you, friend, I, once again, I said before that Jesus said, I'm the light and the way. And only way to the fathers, but through me. But what I've learned is that all you are the light in the way, and there is no way to the father, but through you. The only way I can have this experience of love is, well, Jesus gave it to me. And the truth of the matter is, I think he kind of wiggled his way into every religion. He just was that kind of loving guy. People just do things when they get inspired by him. And I don't know. I just know that my life is doing really good, even when it's not. And there's just nothing to be afraid of. That little fear is in my peripheral. Like I told you, you know, just just yesterday, like I told you, I thought a saint had me thinking I talked too much and started to give me a hard time. It was it was trying to pick up a stick and hit me with it. That's the reason I went out there. Well, that's the reason I always go out there in the morning, because in the morning when I wake up, I'm a little unconscious. I've I don't know what I think about when I sleep, but that's kind of a vulnerable time for me. So I see that Jesus went out into the do his prayer meditation so that he could get himself right to start his day right. Because, well, he was just connected to that old father. And I'll tell you what, they just are the all that. And so that's what I did. And that now I feel pretty good about my day, just like I always do. But it's, well, almost always do. There's nothing perfect about me, friend. But I'll tell you what, I just really don't have a bad day anymore. I might have a bad moment. But when I start that day in the morning, 
doing that prayer and meditation, I just can't have a bad start. My bad starts came from my bad thoughts. And well, now that I know that God is the love that I was looking for and that the Father was in the Son and the Son was in the Father, and I'm not talking about a little bit, I'm talking about a lot of it. I'm talking about, he said a message there that was hidden and buried and nobody's finding it because they're not looking at Jesus, they're looking at that Bible. But that's okay. So those old parables of his, man, they just they just cracked me up because he just buried that thing. And I tried to rip them apart for years and couldn't figure it out because I kept trying to listen to somebody else's message of what he said. And you know what? The Holy Spirit never wanted me to look, listen to them. He wanted me to listen to him. He wanted me to dig down in my heart and find what it was I was looking for because you know what? I found my father there. And... Now that I know he's in me and I'm in him, just like he's in you and you're in him, well, I've just got nothing to do except try to do the best I can to help each other. And sometimes I think, well, that's the thing about this giving and receiving thing, friend. I just want you to keep in mind that when you're going through this life, don't think about that pride, because that pride will keep you from letting anybody give you anything. But remember that when someone's trying to give you something, they want to give a gift. So you accept that gift. And friend, if you don't need that gift, you can always give it to another. You know, that pay it forward. I don't know if you all ever seen that pay it forward movie, but that thing made me ball like a baby. That kid just started that, that process and they went through that movie showing that one person was paying it forward to the next, and it turned coming back around. That was just an inspiring movie. And it kind of changed me a little bit because I think about that paying it forward thing, and I see that, you know, those people that paid forward to me, they had no idea what I was going to do with that. We just change people when we're out there trying to be like Jesus. We just start... And it's not that it's us, because I'll tell you, I don't take credit for anything. It's my father. My father is just all that in a bag of chips, and this Holy Spirit has just guided me the right direction. I just don't know how to explain it. And he's given me forgiveness, friend, because I'm telling you that thought of Satan, that thought of fear and guilt and selfishness. Well, I'll tell you what, that old that old thought, you know, they he broke it down into demons, one's one, one's the other. It doesn't matter. It's all the same. I just put it all in one lump sum because the truth of the matter is it starts getting confusing. And I think that I'm not following one when I'm following the other. And, well, the truth of the matter is I'm following them both in the end. So I just follow this other half of the divine now as much as I possibly can. And I try to be like those guys that that I admire and just keep myself as close to zero as I can, because the moment I think I'm something, I become more than someone else. And I'm telling you, that's where my suffering begins. I don't want to be any better than anybody. And what I see is Jesus said, I am the least among them. And what that has come to mean to me is that the least among them is to realize that it really is that the Father really is in you, and that all the love you give, he gives to you to give to others. And the more you follow down that path, the more you just don't want anything else because it just feels that good. 
And I know that I'm not the one who's figured this out, friend, because I'm telling you, I've watched it all over the place. I'm seeing it all the time. I've told you how I've run into all these people in my life that are just the light of Christ. And I don't care whether they were what religion they were. They were just inspiring to me, and they just made me want to know this thing called God, because all of them seemed to just know that there was a creator that loved them, and they just did amazing things. So I don't always know what's right and what's wrong, because what I, what the Holy Spirit showed me is what's right is wrong, and what's wrong is right, or God wouldn't allow it. So you can't really put any sense to it anymore, because so I just kind of accept this whole world is insane, except it's perfectly sane, because God created it that way. and. Well, once the Father showed me who he was and the purpose of it all, and, well, that just, I kind of see what the purpose is, even though I don't understand it. It's hard to explain this kingdom thing, I'm telling you. It it requires you to start not knowing anything, because that's just kind of the way it is. Every time I get out there in the world, somebody gives me an old truth and says, well, this is the way it is, and then I hear it, and I know it's the way it is for them, and the truth of the matter is sometimes it's passionately the way I am. problem is I know that the people on the other side of that opinion have a reason, and their reality is just as valid as mine, and the truth is there's truth in what they're saying. <coughs> so there's my dilemma, friend. I just see that everything that's in opposition to each other they can both be right. And my fighting about it, well, it just causes me and you suffering, and I'm just tired of suffering. And so I'm just kind of giving this old world up, and I just do what I do and stay here in the trenches trying to help people and walking in the wilderness. I didn't get to walk last night because I'll tell you what, I, I had to talk to some family members of some folks last night. And um, I'll tell you, it was a it was a blessing. I got to talk about people and think about things. is That's the beautiful thing about this Jesus. You can t convert this stuff into just about anything. You can take this love and throw it in any old soup and make any old kind of flavor. And so I just, to me, it's about awareness. It's about waking up. It's about looking around, seeing what it is that's really important to you, knowing why it is you do what you do. How many times have I said that you need to think about what it is you're thinking about? Because that's the way this works for me. If I'm not thinking about what it is I'm thinking about, then that old thought of Satan or selfishness or ego or whatever you want to call it or fear, there's a hundred names. We all call it something. It doesn't matter. It still causes suffering. And I'm only on here talking about it because I want to wake people up to this because, well, the truth of the matter is it doesn't matter what happens because this is going to go on for eternity. I realize that God will always be, and therefore he will always be creating something. This just doesn't end. Friend, the world may fade away, but my father's going to exist forever. And Well, I just understand now that he's just going to keep creating because he can. And friend, I don't know what's going on with this kingdom after my life, but I suspect I'm going to want to be creating something too. So he's going to have to give me some sort of free will so I can keep knowing myself, my experience. Because I imagine the moment he puts me in a place where I can't know myself by my own divinity, I'm going to start feeling like I don't know nothing. That's my problem. See, this kingdom, this kingdom becomes loved by experience. And, and I can have that right here. This kingdom that he was talking about, I don't see it anywhere else. I see it right here. I see each of us choosing what it is we choose. And 
Like I said, if I don't think if I don't choose it here, if I don't want this kingdom here, then how is he going to put me in his without taking away my free will and kind of making me a slave to love? And that doesn't make a lot of sense to people. But, you know, I like the fact that he gives me a choice of what it is I want to be now. And this old thought of Satan, it sometimes drives me nuts and I just assume him take it. Except on the other hand, that's the whole reason I have it. I have it so that I know that I've made this choice. And that by me making the choice, my father gets to know that I really love him. And I get to know that I love him because I'm making the right decisions, even though I have the option on the wrong ones. And that's just kind of the way this love goes. You know, what's funny. I told you I'd like to talk about my dad in the previous one. And, you know, I, I can't say a whole lot about that man because, you know, he's about one of the most private men you'll ever meet. Yet he's the one of the most loving and kind, and everybody knows his heart. But this is kind of a little bit. I'll just tell you, the reason I'm finding this kingdom is it's really all his fault. We kind of think our dads have wisdom. And I'll tell you, when I finally got out of rehab and I had done messed my life up something terrible, even though I kept messing it up, friend, don't get me wrong. When you see my life, it is a mess. Um, but my dad made the most wonderful mistake ever. After I finally was ready to turn to this thing called God, and I was ready to make the search for it because I was suffering so bad, I was looking for a way out. Well, you know, I knew that, you know, he's gone to church and all that, and I kind of quit going because at one point, you know, I didn't even live at home there. It's like when I was 17 because I was just a mess. I'm telling you. I was. It's just insane. So anyway, I turned back to, and I asked him, I said, I said, Dad, and I asked him about God. I don't remember the exact words, but I asked him about who God is. And you know what the first words out of his mouth were? He said, well, Jason, I really don't know. The truth is, I'm trying to figure it out myself. And it's one of those things you just got to come up with what's in your heart. And I don't remember the exact wording he used, but he just told me that he didn't have all the answers and that I ought to start figuring them out for myself. Well, you know why I say that's a blessing? Because I see so many people that are just taught that they're supposed to believe what the last person believed. We pass down our faith from one to the next. And instead of instead of diving in and really getting this experience well we quite often just get settling on the fact that that this is who god is except that's not really who god is to you it's who god was to them and that's just my way of seeing it it's not that you have to see it my way so my dad he's just a blessing that way he just didn't I used to get mad at him. You know how when you come out of that that um when you're when you're a kid you start seeing every fault your parents have when you start getting, you know, as you're turning into an adult and you realize they didn't teach me this and they didn't teach me that. Well, you know what? My dad taught me to think for myself and he might have missed out on telling me something, but I'll tell you what, I'm just grateful because the other thing was he forgot to tell me exactly how to think politically. I would listen to him. And, you know, the funny thing is he would talk about politics a bit because, well, let's just say we don't stand on the same party. In fact, one day he said, I don't know what happened. He said, here I am this, and 
All my kids ended up being that, and I'm not using political names because there just didn't any right or wrong political party. The truth of the matter is both of them are coming from a passionate point of view from where it is they stand. And just like me and my dad, we both have the same moral standard. We just believe in coming about it in two different ways. That's kind of like those politics. Those politicians are the same way. They just have a different experience, so they're looking from their side and forgetting to look at the other. And they can't really look too hard because they have to campaign and let those corporations pay them all that money so that they can make sure they don't do the right thing anyway. So it's kind of irrelevant in my book. So that's why I don't talk much about politics because that's one of those things that will just get me all stirred up because, well, we, you know, as long as we allow the corporations to put all that money into their campaigns, we're just never going to have any kind of freedom. But we kind of gave that up, and I see there's nothing to be done about it because people just don't care anymore. All they want to do is look at their fruit, and I understand that. I told you I'm a fruit eater from way back, and I just don't want to eat it anymore. I just want to follow this love of Christ, and I just want to follow it hard. And I want to help people, and what I really want to do is help people help people, and that's kind of what I do as a trainer a little bit, and that's the reason I want to teach the love of Christ because the truth of the matter is, well, friend, I just don't have any purpose in my life except whatever one I choose now. This Holy Spirit just showed me I am just like God and just like you. We don't have any, no one can tell us who we are except for God could. And he doesn't because he wants you to figure it out for yourself so that you can figure out that you are the experience that you want. So at the end, like I've told you probably a hundred times, for me, the purpose of life is to come to know love by experience. Now, I believe that's God's purpose, and that's what the Holy Spirit showed me. However, if you don't believe that, then you don't have to follow that purpose. But I just know that when, if enough of us get on that path, well, then the world just lightens up. It's just going to shine. But unfortunately, since we're not kind of heading that direction, well, the world's just not shining much anymore the way it was. And even though it is all along, because this is the, that's the dichotomy of all this. I see that some people are evolving. The problem is, as we evolve, we realize that our truth is only for us. So then we don't want to judge other people. But then on the other hand is we have to sometimes step up and be teachers and, and talk about this love of Christ, because when we don't, then other people don't learn. They just only know what they know. And Friend, I'm telling you what, I didn't know anything about this love thing, even when I had loving parents, because I was full of hate, and I needed more than two people in this world to be able to make this light bright enough to come overcome the darkness that was in my heart, because I'll tell you what, it was dark. But the more Christ-like people I met, and like I said, it wasn't that I went and found them in churches. I found them out there forgiving me. I found them in trenches places doing things, and they just inspired me. And now, because like I said, I sometimes help people. Well, I end up back there taking somebody down to a food kitchen or a, a soup, soup cupboard or taking them to get clothes. Well, I'm going to tell you. I just discovered, that's how I discovered what the church is doing. I never seen what the world was doing because I'll tell you, they were those lambs are doing it exactly the way Jesus said. They, they're they down there in, in the trenches just working and we just don't see them. And the world has no appreciation for them. And they're just the most amazing people you'll ever meet. 
when you're out there in that old world chasing that fruit, you are missing out on the best experience ever. And you could have met the most wonderful angels if you put your hand to that plow. So I'm just saying, that's what I'm here to do. Because that's what I'm here. I'm only here to teach love. That's what I keep getting on here for. Because that's what Jesus has done for me. And that's what everybody that that's just been the light for me has done. They've just taught me that. And so I'm just on here embarrassing myself and telling you that I talked to the Holy Spirit and spilling my guts about some of the things I did and some of the thoughts that I had because, well, the truth of the matter is, I want you to see that God's going to forgive anyone if he forgave me. And this love and forgiveness that I'm talking about, it isn't mine, friend. It's yours at any time you choose it. But here's the problem, friend. The, the, it's not free, even though it's free, because you have to give it to another. That which you seek for yourself, give to another, and that will be received. Not That doesn't make any sense to the world. I'll tell you, this world is plumb insane, and it has no intentions on believing that. So if you're thinking about what it is you want in this world. Well, this old world will drive you insane. But Jesus said, love thy neighbor and all of that and and about loving those and forgiving them. And that's what happened is this just this snow, love is just snowballed to the point where I just don't know what, what when they did all those horrible things to me. I've told you in previous episodes, I just don't know whether to be mad at them or thank them at this point. That's just where this kingdom takes you. All I know is I forgive them because they were doing what they were taught somehow they got this darkness in their mind and they were just doing what they were doing. So now I have a purpose and that is to try to be exactly what others were for me and that is to help you find the light friend if you're looking for it and if you're not looking for it well then you're just re listening to the wrong thing because Jesus was all about the light. That's all he talked about. So, friend, I'm telling you what, get to knocking on that door until your knuckles bleed and you're going to find this kingdom I'm talking about. And don't believe anybody that says you can't have it, friend, because I'm telling you, if you start figuring out parables and you start asking the hard questions, it's going to hurt at first. And it's going to hurt because when you start looking at this stuff, you're going to start asking why, and you're going to have to start coming up with your own beliefs. And quite often, we've been just staying half blind by taking someone else's truth. And that just won't bring you the kingdom. Friend, you got to look at all these people that give you your truth. If, they, if they've got the kingdom, if you can see they've got the kingdom and they are the light of the world, friend, then, then they might have a truth you want. But if they're not out there in them trenches and they're not caring more about others, well, I'm going to tell you that truth of theirs isn't going to bring you the kingdom because this kingdom thing Jesus said is in your heart. And therefore, it's not about what others have. It's about what it is we find for ourselves in this life. So it's completely selfless and selfish all the while. I do all of this so that I can keep this kingdom that Jesus has given me. And that's just the way it is. And I'm declaring I have it because nobody will do it because they're afraid to... People will have to think they're perfect. Friend, I'm telling you, you can have this kingdom and be imperfect. A couple days ago, I, I cried. I'll tell you what. I was looking at things, and it just made me cry. But I ended up coming out of that cry like a car wash. I felt a little more shiny afterwards. I kind of relieved because, see, that's the problem. Us we, Men, we were told real men don't cry, and that's just such a lie Real men that don't cry, they bottle up their feelings until they yell at somebody or punch somebody. And 
Friend, that's never going to bring my father's kingdom. All this fighting doesn't do a thing. So when we start looking at what we're really feeling and start accepting that it's our responsibility to change our thoughts and so that we can end up with the thoughts that we want. Because I told you when uh, that guy used to tell me about this attitude of gratitude and I could change my day anytime I wanted just by simply starting it over and he used to tell me to write a gratitude list. Well, I'm telling you, I'm not telling you that your feelings aren't legitimate. I'm telling you, your thoughts are causing you suffering. And until you figure out how to change your thoughts, your suffering just doesn't end. No matter where you go, friend, there you are. So if we just, this body is gone and all we've got left is our spirit, which is the thought we have about ourselves. Friend, there's heaven or hell. I'm telling you, it's not there. It's here and we're going through it all the time and we're just not looking at it. And that's the reason we're just making this world do what it does. So friend, I'm just hoping you join me and find this passion of Christ and start loving your neighbor as yourself. And you start trying to figure out what Jesus said, because I'll tell you what, if we get together and we do this now, I'm not telling you it's going to unite your house. I'm telling you, friend, it's going to divide it. It divided mine. I'm standing out here being the light now, and I'm doing it on my own because if I start talking too much of this this stuff to them, Jesus told me a prophet is only without honor in his own hometown and among his own people. So I'm posting this stuff to Facebook, but anybody listens to it's going to call me just batty. And it really doesn't matter because I'm not talking to them. I'm putting that out there, hoping one person will show it, find it, and give it to another. So far, I've actually got listeners in Australia and Canada, just one each, and then most of them's right here from my Facebook page. But you know what? It doesn't matter. I'm just hoping that that it's a blessing to you because I don't want any credit because my father is everything to me. I My goal is to be the least among you because I just don't want anything anymore except to know this love of Christ, and I want to know it by experience. All right, friend, I'm out of time. May God bless you and yours.